And again, hello everyone, Isabella Reads and Amazon Made Simple Podcast. Every single time I am trying my best to bring you the most valuable people in our society and Amazon community that are amazing, awesome, and some people that you probably never heard about just because you've never been at the events where I'm going to. And today I have McLean Warren. When we met first time, I was thinking, why everyone is around her? Why, like, everybody's saying her hi, hugging her, hanging out with her. Why not me? Like, what is going on? I want to know this person. And the moment I came to her, she said, oh, you know, I actually know you and you had a wedding. And like, she started talking stuff about myself. And I did not realize, like, oh, my gosh, I feel so embarrassed because i don't know her but she does know me and like what is going on in this world so guys uh don't feel embarrassed like i did so you better know who is <laughs> mclean warren she's the ceo and she's a founder of the amazing company um which is doing the copywriting and it's the right buzz so the copywriting that is uh making not just your listing pretty and uh increasing your conversion rate but at the same time you will be Googleable, and every single person who will be searching for the type of products that you're selling on Amazon will be able and capable to find it. McLean, welcome to my podcast. Sorry for such a long introduction. I was going to say, that was quite the introduction. I don't know if I can live up to uh, those standards that you uh, set forth. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm trying to keep up with your standards, so... (laughs) You know, we have to make we have to make it valuable. Okay, so tell us a little bit more. Why are you doing writing? Why you decided to do that? Like, isn't it boring? <laughs> well, not for me. Um, actually, that's probably why I have a business because a lot of people do find it either boring or they just don't know the ins and outs of copywriting. Um, I've always loved to write. I never thought I would be in e-commerce specifically. It actually was kind of uh, not a mishap, but it just kind of sprung on me randomly. I applied for a job for copywriting, but I didn't know it was in the Amazon space. This was about seven years ago. Um, And I got the job. It was for a pretty well-known marketing company um, and... Essentially, I was just doing a copywriting for Amazon listings. That's how I started. And I really just kind of learned the Amazon space from that company. And um, yeah, fast forward quite a few years later, I am still doing listing optimizations for Amazon. But I have found that particularly with a lot of companies uh, expanding outside of the Amazon space, you know, moving into other marketplaces or even advertising on social media and selling on those platforms. I was really intrigued by the idea of being able to help brands with their brand voice and find their own personality. And that is really what my passion is. You know, it's one thing to write a listing on Amazon, which I do still love to do. But to be able to capture that brand voice and that uniqueness in your company that separates you from all of your competitors out there, that is not always the easiest feat, right? Because especially if you're in a really competitive space, like say supplements or beauty, there's 
thousands and thousands, if not millions of other companies competing in the same space as you. And for you to be able to succeed in that category, you really need to find a way to resonate with your audience and figure out a way that not only do they and I say not just want to buy your product, but need to buy your product, right? Like they just need they to have to. Yeah, like because that's really the goal. It's really to make sure that um, your audience resonates with you and they feel like they connect with not just your product, but your brand as a whole, what you represent. And that not only solidifies purchases, but it solidifies brand loyalty. So they want to keep buying from you over and over again. And with new products that come out, they're super interested in it because they trust your brand, they trust your product, and they like what you represent. I agree. Uh, I have a question here. So when um, when you're writing about some stuff, let's assume we are not writing right now about, uh, you're not doing the SEO copywriting, you're not doing the optimization. Just <laughs> like someone asks you to create the content about the Starbucks military mm -hmm. mug. And how you're coming up with the content, like how are you finding the idea what to create and what to write about it, making sure people who will have a touch with your article, they will keep re reading and they will not stop reading after the two first sentences? Um, well, I just want to make sure I understand your question. So are you saying like helping with clients that need marketing to help with their I will, I will rephrase. So how are you finding the idea about what do you want to write about this specific product? Because a lot of Amazon uh, sellers, they don't understand and they don't know what to write. They just yeah. tell you, like, I have this mug or I have this candle and I want you to write about it. And they probably will place an order for 200 articles. And here you are, McLean Warren and 200 articles about the candle, like, how much yeah. you can talk about candles? No, it's a good question. Um, and this kind of goes back to the days of the Me Too products when people were just kind of finding random products on Amazon and they just throw them up, um, buying them wholesale and essentially just saying, oh, well, here's a candle. You know, I, I, I can be just like every other candle because the competition isn't that fierce. Well, nowadays, and I apologize in advance. Um, I am outside, and they're doing something on the lawn. So, <laughs> if you hear well, that, we're getting we're getting closer to nature, you know. Yeah. So I hope hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Um, so now that there's so many people selling both on Amazon and outside of Amazon, it's like I was saying before. It's really important to find your brand voice, and that can be really difficult for people that are essentially just going toward the goal of just selling any product, right? Like, you know, you hear it's great money, you hear it's a good way to work from home and that it'll afford you the luxury of being able to travel and make your own times and stuff. Well, that's great, but um, I try to find, even for the people that don't necessarily care a whole lot about their product, they just wanna make money, I still work with them to figure out like, Okay, but why did you pick this product? Why of the, like, say you did product research and you boiled it down to 10, you know, products, why did you choose this one? And what if there, if you can find any kind of passion, again, even if it's not something that you're, like, 
super passionate about and you're not like, oh, this represents me and my morals and my lifestyle and something I really stand behind. Even if you don't have that oomph that a lot of people have when they do private label, you still need to have some kind of idea what at least your audience, what their what the audience is passionate about. Right. So even if you're not necessarily uh, passionate about your product, and that's fine, you know, this isn't to shame anyone that's not, but at least know why your target audience wants that product. What resonates with them? What, you know, and a lot of people, when they do uh, target audience research and they try to figure out what their demographic is, they just try to figure out things like, what is the gender that usually purchases it? What is the age group, you know? But really figuring out what your target audience is so much more. It's about learning what their interests are, what drives them, what their passions are. Because at the end of the day, that is why people end up purchasing your product over, you know, Joe or Melanie's product. Because there's something about your product, your brand voice, that makes them think to myself themselves, I want this candle. I I can relate to the voice behind this candle. It's something that I need for my home because this candle represents family time and curling up on the couch, watching movies and eating popcorn with my family, my kids, my loved ones. So again, even if you're not super passionate about your product, you need to figure out a way to make it so that your potential buyers are passionate about your product. Uh, thank you for the answer. Uh, what supposed to be the basic um, steps and the ba- what's supposed to be the base content, content included into one article? Because the, every single article is a storytelling. And when you're doing the storytelling about the candle, so how much content do you want? Do you prefer to put inside of the uh, inside of the article? And where are you going? Where are you starting? And where are you following? And where are you supposed to end up to make sure uh, people st- still reading and you're achieving your goal? And do you usually sell in every single article, or some of the articles supposed to be just uh, uh, based on the useful content? So I'm going to kind of separate your question into two categories because I would say 95% of the people that hire me for blogs and articles is usually service providers in the Amazon space, right? So it's just big companies that are selling software. And because I have such a big background and I'm not very knowledgeable on how Amazon works, um, I do a lot of articles for them. Um, but I don't think like that's really what your audience is looking for in terms of what they need or what they might want. So what I'm going to do is switch that to people that hire me for like their web content. Yes, a lot of them do hire me for blogs. Um, but again, and I'm just going to generalize this in general, whether I'm doing web content, blogs, whatever, um, I really try to answer the who, what, where, when, why, right? So that answers all the questions that a potential audience, or sorry, your potential buyer is going to want to know. Um, so let's say, for example, I'm doing web content. 
then I'm going to try to answer all those questions as best as I can within the homepage so that the person reading it feels like essentially that they're hooked by the time they're at the bottom of just your homepage, you know? Yep. Um, I really try to make sure that again, whether I'm writing a blog, an article, whatever it is, that people that are reading it feel that human connection to it. Because a lot of the time, whether I'm writing for a service provider who's just talking about technical software stuff, or if I'm writing for someone selling, uh, let's say, kids' toys on their website, either way, like a lot of people have the tendency to get too stuck in the what I would call the features of the product. So let's say we're selling kids' toys. You know, people, whether it's on their website or even listing optimizations or their listings, I should say, they get so hung up on, like, what the product does, right? Like, okay, so I'm selling building blocks. Well, you know, they're, say, made out of bamboo, right? So they're eco-friendly. They last a long time. They're waterproof. Uh, they have letters on them so it can teach kids how to learn to read, stuff like that. Those are the features, right? And those are important to focus on. I mean, people want to know that. But again, say you're selling kids' toys and you're competing with the thousands upon thousands of other people selling kids' toys, well, they probably have a lot of the same features and characteristics as your product, right? So what are you doing to make someone choose, again, to purchase your kids' toys as opposed to Joe's or Melissa's or whoever else is selling it? Well, that is when it comes down to, again, resonating with the customer. So why do parents purchase kids' toys, right? Yes, it's to uh, keep them occupied, to teach them how to read, stuff like that, but you need to capture the real why. The real why is this so important? And when you do that, it's because people purchase products for two reasons, to make their lives easier or to make it better. That's the only reason people purchase anything. So you need to figure out how are these kids' toys gonna make this family's life better? That's when you get into trying to create images, content, videos, anything that will make the potential customer think to themselves, oh, I can see myself playing in the kids, you know, toy room with them, experiencing this amazing process where I'm teaching them how to learn, but they're also teaching me how to relearn this stuff. I'm living in the moment. I'm spending quality time with my kids. This is valuable stuff. This is family values right here, right? And that is what's going to make a potential buyer turn into an actual buyer because you're not just selling them a product. You're selling them this dream of a better, easier life. And that is what a lot of people don't understand. Don't just sell them on the features of your product, sell them on the benefits. How does it benefit them in a real way that again, makes them not just want to purchase your product one time, but wants to follow your brand for life because you have promised them this amazing experience. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So the main purpose is to make sure when the customer, the future buyer is reading the articles, they can associate themselves with this product and they can imagine like they already feeling that they're using this product. So they want to have it. Right. Not like they do not want to have it. Because yeah, exactly. they need it. They don't just want it. They need it. They need it. Yeah. When you go into the who, what, where, when, why, all of those questions are important, right? But the why is the thing you need to focus on. Why do they need your specific product? If you can explain that to a customer, then they're hooked. Sounds good. And uh, how long is supposed to be the article based on your experience? Um, if you're writing, so, and I'm going to kind of circle back to what you were asking earlier um, with regards to clients that need blogs. So say you have a website and um, you're selling um, women's athletic wear. Say it's women's athletic wear that is built specifically for older women that may have like incontinence issues or, you know, like, you know, stuff that like has like the built in underwear for women. So when you go to write a blog about that, you don't want to sound super salesy, right? Because people don't want to read stuff where they automatically feel like they're getting sold something to. It's kind of like why people don't respond well when I don't even know if they have them anymore, but like door to door salesmen just knock on your door because automatically you're on the defense. You know that they're trying to sell you something. So your initial response is to be, I'm going to have my guard up, right? Like I'm on the defense. I don't want to be sold to. So when, whether you're selling software, whether you're selling products, whatever it is you're selling, again, you don't want your articles or blogs to sound super salesy. So the reason I use that athletic wear um, product is because if you're going to write blogs about it, you want to write blogs like five ways to, um, I'm trying to think, I'm of course coming up with this off the top of my head, but like five ways for, to live your, your absolute best in your forties or seven ways to get that summer body you're looking for, you know? So then you can write articles that actually interest people where they can get information from, right? So you're writing content that gives them information. And then after they've been informed, you can do that soft sell at the end where you're kind of, you know, weaving your sell into the article, but it's not like saying like, oh, the way you're going to live your best life in your 40s is by purchasing my product. Yeah. Right. Even though in their head, that's what they're going to subconsciously think, because that's what a good article does is make people subconsciously think to themselves, oh, all of these uh, benefits that this article is talking about, I can get some of those at least by purchasing this product. But you don't want to make it obvious that that's what you're trying to do because it'll put people on the defense. That's right. I completely agree. And after you creating the article, what is your the best recommendation to post it? Do you want this article to be published and increase as many articles that is possible on your website, or you recommend to like maybe cut the article on like halves and post it all over like part one, part two over the social media? Like, what is the best approach to share the article and the content? Yeah. And I realized that I didn't answer your question prior, which was how long should they be? So 
that's kind of a two-part question. But to me, the most important thing of all is that you're writing enough content that it provides enough value for the person reading it. But we're also living in this day and age where people are have a very short attention span, right? Like people don't want to sit on their lunch break and read a novel, essentially. They want to get that quick information because if you write for too long of an article, you're going to lose the audience, depending on what your goal is. You're probably going to lose them. So it's really important that you convey your message quick enough that the person reading it gets the information they need. Now, from an SEO standpoint, if your goal for a blog isn't just to be informative for the people that are already on your website, if your goal is to also be seen more on Google or be seen higher up in the search results, um, then for SEO purposes, your blogs or articles should be it depends who you ask because different people have different opinions, but I would say around 1500 words. That's kind of okay. like the spot. Some people would say more. Um, and there are good arguments for why you would want to do more content. But again, my fear is losing that reader. If you write too long, they're not going to read it. And then it doesn't matter how many people have seen your article from Google if you lose them, it defeats the whole purpose, right? That's right. Yeah, completely agree. And where are we supposed to post it? Oh, okay. So um, really any social media that you have where it makes sense, um, what I like to do is say, for example, you're posting on, again, depending on what you're selling, like LinkedIn wouldn't be the place to necessarily sell products. Um, but let's just use Facebook, for example. If you're going to um, do a social media blast of an article, what I do is I'll usually take the most interesting or informative part of the article, like say just a few sentences or a paragraph, and I'll use that to be in the actual post I make. So I'll just do quotations, put it in the written section on Facebook, and then post a link to the article. Because if you just kind of say, oh, here's an article about this, sometimes it'll hook the reader, but not always, right? But if you lead with an excerpt from your article, then it'll be more likely to cap or capture the attention of the potential reader because they're starting to read it and that's when they get interested and they're like, oh, I want to read more. And that's how you get people to click on it. Yeah. I agree. I, I love everything that you just said, and I concur and I agree. So, and the last question I have for you today, because we can talk about the content a lot, a lot, a lot, and we could yeah. never stop talking <laughs> about it. However, the question for now is, uh, if, like, let's assume our listeners said, okay, I never did it. I have to do it. I don't mm -hmm. want to look for someone else. McLean is great. And I'm telling you guys, McLean is great. She's great, and she's doing the great job. And if you will start Googling her or if, you, if you'll go to any Facebook groups, you'll find, like, when people are asking who is the best copywriter, you'll see how many people are recommending McLean. Because <laughs> I paid true. them to say that. <laughs> what? Because I paid them to say that. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. You're a single mom, and you are trying your best to make your life prettier so no you're not people just loves you and people appreciate you and you're a real real professional so and at this 
point, uh, are you accepting new customers? Are you accepting new yeah. clients? Absolutely. So yeah. how people usually apply, how they text and chatting you or like just showing up on your your door and knocking <laughs> and knocking <laughs> on the copywriting. At my door, be like, I need you. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, um, easy to get a hold of. Honestly, uh, you can go to my website. I don't know if you have notes like that you're going to leave for people in the, um, yeah, we're, we're creating an article and people reading the article and they will be able to see everything that is going on. So you can go to my website, which, um, is gettherightbuzz.com. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. I don't use a whole, like in terms of getting a hold of me, I don't use a ton of other social media than those two. So yeah, just either follow my company on Facebook and get a hold of me that way. You can, you know, add me as a friend. I, I don't bite. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So any of those things. And just to clarify again, I really have done a lot of different kinds of content, right? So I've helped people find their brand voices. I've helped people with marketing strategies. I've helped people with listing optimizations, web content. So yeah, um, if any kind of content you need within the e-commerce realm, I, I do enjoy all of it. I like to I like challenges and I like to have different things to work on because it really, you know, excites me and mixes it up. So Really, anything that you need in terms of content. Um, if I can't help you, then I definitely know enough people in this industry that could help you. <laughs> Thank you. And guys, every single link uh, McLean just mentioned, every single one is posted under this video and inside of the article, if you're reading the article instead of watching or listening the podcast. And thank you very much for joining me today. And I'll see you soon at the events again. Thank you for me. It was really nice to see you again. Yeah, same to you. Likewise. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, bye-bye.